episode 182 for June 2012. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. An example in this episode is on Spider-Man number 4. In this one, Peter Parker comes face-to-face with the family he never knew he had. and He and Miles Morales team up to stop Mysterio. Now, the cover price for this limited series is $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Welcome back, gang. We join this episode where the Spider Panel is talking about the fans versus the creators in comics. And is there any way that everybody can get along? Here's Donovan. Because there's a lot of like this sort of like creators versus fans mentality going yeah. on, especially right now. Because with Spider-Man, ever since one more day, there's uh, this is another thing that Josh and I were talking about over Chinese checkers. We're like, like this is another thing where like you know it, there's a, there's a consensus of the creators want to do this, disregard what the fans like, and they don't care. So there's this like war going on, and some of that might be true, some of that might be not. The creators don't really help by you know trolling them online, but at the same time, I don't think the creators actively go out to like you know, insult the fans by, you know, making stories that the fans might no, not like. No, no, I'm sorry. In Spider-Man, in Spider-Man's case, they do. They have gone out of the way to try to, to, try to do that. I would, I would say maybe not as much as you might think. I mean, like, I would no, say the ultimate, the ultimate Spider-Man cartoon wasn't made to piss people off. It was made no, to no, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm just talking about comics. I'm, I'm not talking about the animation stuff. Comics. I, I, I stick with <laughs> animation stuff. They just have their heads up their asses. <laughs> Explain your argument, George. Why why are they out to get us, or what what was I'm your line? They're out to get us, and this all goes back. They're, they're out to piss us off, is what Don said. Well, this, go ahead. And I'm not saying this from an animation standpoint. I'm saying it from the comic standpoint. They absolutely are. Actual Alonzo admitted it. Remember when he was leaving a Spider-Man editor? He was like, we were we were counting on the reaction of this thing to be strong. Well, they were expecting it. They didn't say they wanted to do it. No, that's exactly what he said. He said well, we were banking on that. I think that was the exact word he said. We were banking on this. Well, we, well, wanted, we, want, we, we wanted this to drive up sales. No, no, he absolutely said No, that. if he, if he, oh, no, no, no let's, let's, let's be real here. If he says we were counting on this, we were banking on this, that to me says they were expecting it. It didn't say we need to piss the fans off so we can laugh at ourselves. That, that, that doesn't say the same thing to me. Now, yeah, I, reg- I agree with you. They, they are disingenuous. They are, you know, they're smarmy. And even if they have the best of intentions, they don't have the right mindset to really appreciate the fans as much as they need to. I don't. I disagree that it's as, as it's as contemptuous and vitriolic as people might think. It's not great, but it's not you know. If it wasn't, then Brevert wouldn't respond like like a jackass every time this comes up. Every time Brevert and Wacker talk about this, they get so worked up about it in their in their fu to telling a fan you know who happens to drop by whatever foamy spring comment they made at that moment, and 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 they go out of their way to be dicks about it. All because we haven't embraced this yet for the genius they think it is. I agree with you, but I think that they don't care about it as much as we might like them to. Oh, I guarantee you they care about it. I guarantee you they would they would much rather us not be talking about it right now. Yeah, good thing we never oh, get worked up about anything. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if the the ticked off fan tends to buy products, don't they? Hell no, Brad. I've been ticked off for five years. <laughs> but we're still talking about it. It'd be better for us. It would be worse for Marvel if we this shit went down and none of us talked about it. Honestly, though, I mean, like that's what Marvel. That's what Marvel wanted. They they thought that they would do this. There'd be some complaining, and then everybody would say, "Oh, you're right. This is genius. Oh, we wish Spider-Man had made a deal with Satan sooner." Oh, I okay. Uh, 
I think that the current, I mean, this is to keep on track. I think the current run is, you know, lackluster. I don't think it's the best of runs, you know. It's not nearly as bad as it was in 2008 when Spider-Man was just a, an absolute joke. Um, I'm invested in the character because I like the character and all that, but I will say that, like, because of, you know, there's been so many bad things going on in Spider-Man's history, and this goes before Omar Day, obviously, but there's been so many things that it, it has legitimately negatively impacted my appreciation of the character, and the creators don't help that. You know, Tom Brevoort, like, whether he is or not, he, he behaves like a dick, and fans <laughs> don't appreciate it, and they don't have to appreciate being talked to, no matter what the discourse is. At the same time, though, we got to keep in perspective and keep cool heads about this because we can't. Fans, even us, can come off as a little bit more emotionally involved than we need to. We don't need to make this into a, a gigantic. My head is completely clear about this. I'm, re- I'm recognizing exactly what they're doing. That's why, like when Wacker, you know, trolls our website, you know, in our comment section, I, I don't even. I don't even talk to this guy. I sit well, there. He does to, to other people. Like he, he just can try to talk to him, and all he does is twist off like a jackass. Yeah, he does that to himself. I mean, he does it on other other sites too. There was this one guy uh, who, made a, who made a blog where like Wacker was chasing him across websites. It was really weird. But, yeah, that was a, that was an odd night. I mean, I, 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 bottom line, I mean, I think that like you know there is definitely a creator versus fans mentality. I don't think it's as big as we like to think it is, but it is absolutely there. And I won't deny that. Yeah, right, and another news that just came out yesterday that uh, Ultimate Com- Ultimate Spider Man the cartoon has been renewed for a second season. Uh, some quotes from uh, Mr. Loeb include, quote, with season two, the series introduces popular uh, <laughs> Marvel heroes and villains you've never seen on TV before. And uh, the Disney XDGM uh, says, quote, as the anchor of our Marvel Universe block, Ultimate Spider-Man season two will be back with more humor, villains, and adventurous storylines that boys and girls will love. So we have another season <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I saw episodes three and four last night because you know when yeah. when we, you know, Don provided the link because uh, we had been talking about it during uh, our earlier attempt. Honest to God, that is that has that show has to be for kids who are ADD, and uh, <laughs> and I am not trying to make light of of kids who have ADD, but I mean particularly episode number three. I mean. That thing Which one was is, that? that, that that's that? the one where they go. That's the one where they they, they go, go and decide to pick right? a fight with Doctor Doom. I mean, oh, yeah. it's like a video game, and and it's everything. I mean, you talk about every line. Them trying to be funny with every single line, you know, and trying to and trying to keep the pace moving. And then there's that theme music at the very end, which I can't, uh, I mean, I can't adequately describe, but I mean, literally it's, it's just like, it's like take another injection of sugar or something. Um, but, but Colton it's not Thunder. for us under no circumstances. Is, does, is it for people our age? So does Spencer like it? He's, he's maybe a little bit older. I, tr- I tried to get him to watch episodes three yeah. and four last night and he didn't want yeah. to, he was, he was tired, wanted to go to bed. And then, you know, this 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 morning we didn't get around to it. I would still like like him to see it, but you know, th- there's just no character development or anything. I mean, it's uh, just a lot of la- you know, basically just a lot of loud shouting and he... bad jokes. <laughs> and and th- I grew up in the '80s, and, and Amazing Friends I still love, but maybe I'm looking at the show with 37 year old eyes. 
Well, but I, I don't oh, absolutely. Know. His bedroom turned into like a science, like back. Yeah, I know. Or I mean, I, I, th- I think the generation thing, Brad, is that in like everybody yeah. can be objective. I mean, we look at the sixties show and kind of see it for what it is. But you know, yeah. we don't have to hate it. But like, people are hating on this thing, something fierce. But then when you have yeah. Colson, like you know, Director Fury, this is the most utmost of importance. What's the legal limit minimum of meat and meatloaf? Ugh, it's like what the hell. The the thing different about this one is there's a lot of fourth wall breaks. He says a sentence, every other sentence cuts away to a joke. Like you'll have floating Iron Man cupids around his head. Uh, <laughs> they'll be they'll they'll be Spider Man at a at a disco. Spider Man heart and devil to, on his shoulders. So anyone that wanted a a a great you know coherent. Um, well, maybe not coherent, but, you know, shared universe, the way DC Animated had for so long. For anyone who wanted that, this was the biggest nut tap they could have possibly given. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's like, I would really like you to do what you did with that whole universe and do it for Marvel. Hey, great. Hey, how about we launch it with this thing to show you that we're not at all really concerned about that. No, hey, bam, slap to the Tic Tacs. Well, they hired Paul Denny. You know, he he did he started the whole. What did they give him a check and say, "Here, just put your name on it and walk the fuck away"? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, a lot of it reminds me of like Teen Titans, you know, and it looks like maybe they're trying to go for that. But I mean, I thought I I thought I saw enough episodes of Teen Titans though in the day to realize that even even with all those silly yeah. you know breaks and and manga like jokes and and things that there was still kind of a sentiment of uh you know character development and and, and characters yeah. that cared about each other and you know it wasn't too you know it wasn't a really major part of the show but it seemed like there were enough slow character driven moments in it outside of all the uh, all the silly stuff and the, the took it so seriously well, teen, teen titans might have, teen titans might as well have been akira compared to this shit yeah i mean but ultimate <laughs> spider-man looks like it's just the it's just all the high points let's just distill everything that we thought was good about teen titans and Here, here's the thing let's just we're go bam, bam, bam. we're a bunch of old fanboys yeah. evidently what they're doing Speak is for yourself funny. It, it's working because the ratings are there, hence season two. Well, I mean, yeah, kids like it. And kids, that's fine. You know, even if we don't have to like it, that doesn't mean that, like, it needs to die. But I, I was I was telling Josh again when we were, you know, I don't know, wrestling alligators, that, like, I am a little bit surprised that people are, are that vitriolic against it because I think it's just a, it's a kid's show. I mean, it, it, it's, it's harmless, essentially. But it, it does it does suck. I mean, it's kind of worse since the first episode. And, and yeah. You know what else got a second season? What? Manimal. So your point is moot. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, Manimal. As a production development. I mean, they, Crap. Animal. they could have a contract and they've got to do so many of these things or it'll cost more to eat the contract than, uh, you That's know. That's true. Because I, I remember reading something once about how, you know, one of those things that, the you know, uh, kind of how Hollywood works. It's like things that executives will never tell you. You know, and one of them is like, yes, we see the show. We don't like it. We know you don't like it either, but we have to burn a production commitment off. So, <laughs> Exactly. Uh, JR, this one's aimed at you. Uh, <laughs> a lot of us were really excited and at the thought of Iron Man 3 having Norman Osborn in it. There were some uh, paparazzi snaps and pictures of a Iron Man suit in a color scheme that looks very Iron Patriot-ish. Uh, how cool would it be to have Willem Dafoe lift up the mask, etc., and go against Robert Downey Jr.? But it's been disproven that evidently War Machine in Iron Man 3 
is going to have a patriotic color scheme. So, Jr., were you excited when you heard that maybe in the slimmest of margins, Norman Osborn might be an Iron Man 3? Well, I have to admit, I am a fanboy, but yeah. think, what I, whether or not Willem Dafoe wears a suit, an iron suit in a Marvel Comics movie, is not something that gets... It's me excited. Uh, I knew it was never. I knew it was never him. I knew it was never going to be him. I mean, it, it wasn't even anybody who was even speculating that it might uh, was, was probably disengaged from reality, or was, you know, or probably watched too many episodes of Ultimate Spider-Man and, <laughs> you know, wasn't thinking straight. So. Uh, yeah. No, nah, it was never. It was, but yeah, you know, it would be uber cool to see Willem Dafoe go up against Robert Downey. I mean, yeah. when you think of, well, I mean, when you think about it that way, you know, if you really want to watch a couple of hammy actors go at it, uh, that that would be cool to see. But it it certainly it's no, it's not going to happen. If it, here's a what if, what if Marvel owned the Spider-Man movies? Would you like to see a crossover between a Spider-Man movie and an Iron Man movie with with Norman going over there? For maybe a movie, would that be cool? Well, you know, it would also be cool if uh, if I had married into money and uh, you know was 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 doing this podcast from my luxury yacht up at Lake up in Lake Erie. But uh, you know, that's not going to happen, and and neither is Marvel. I mean, it, that's not even a remote possibility. Um, so I don't know. And, he, it, and I, frankly, I wouldn't want to see Spider Man crossover with other superheroes. To be honest, in, in yeah. the movies, that is. All right. Uh, let's see. This one's aimed at George. Unless anybody else have any comments about Iron Patriot? Uh, sure. I, sure. I, I, I thought that like it was gonna. I thought it was gonna be a Tony Stark uh, playing a joke on Captain America after after the Avengers movie. When I saw that, I didn't think it was gonna be Iron Patriot. I thought they were gonna take the armor, but not the actual Norman Osborn character. But uh, I, I wish War Machine would say War Machine. And hopefully, he'll say uh, Don Cheadle. But we'll see. And I. I <laughs> Allegedly, they're doing the extremist storyline that Ellis did that took two years to come out for six issues. Uh, I hated that story. I I, I did. I didn't like that story at all. Did anybody like that extremist story? I didn't read it, but I heard. I heard. I heard enough things to assume it was popular, but I don't read Iron Man. Um, Is the Mandarin going to be in this one? Is who the Mandarin? The only you know memorable Iron Man Uh, villain ever. Allegedly, Ben Kingsley is the Mandarin, but I could be wrong. What? Wow, really? That's maybe kind of cool. Yeah, I'm I'm for it. Isn't like a, a, a green like a, a Fu Manchu ripoff guy though. Yeah, they're getting a British guy to play the Chinese guy. He, he they'll do redesign it. him for a. New he'll he'll redesign it. He can't be a Fu Manchu. Is he gonna be like yellow face or green face? I'm, 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 well, hey, as long as he's got as long as he's got ten rings, I mean, boom, there you go. Well, rumor has it that pasty face Brit Benedict Cumberbatch is gonna play Khan, so <laughs> anything can happen. Are you are you upset about that, Jr.? I couldn't care less. Okay. <laughs> I've been watching Sherlock, man. That show is good. I I think he'd do great. Sounds like he's an awesome actor, but you know, like yeah. I, like I've said, my Star Trek's gone. It's I don't care what they do. Wait, wait, shouldn't Khan be I mean, technically everything before the the time that Spock went back in time to create the alternate history should have still happened. Khan should be an Indian dude. Well, Con- <laughs> well, that thing well, is I Con- think that Con should be a Hispanic guy playing an Indian dude, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Magic. Uh, and oh, time travel. Oh, oh, oh. All right, this one's aimed at George, our porn expert. Why? Okay, uh, first of all, why am I? Why am I the go-to guy for porn? Well, you did review. People are still asking about. So I did. 
I did one review, and now I'm the go-to guy for porn for Spider-Man yes. porn questions. Yes, this is a porn-related thing. It was <laughs> even more after your flawless reading of that Tigra sequence. I mean, oh, there you go, there you go. That's okay, not great. Uh, yeah, Jr. didn't mute his mic for that reason. Let me tell you that. This, <laughs> this is uh, was on Bleeding Cool. Uh, a comic book store by the name of Ca- Caffeinated Comics in San Francisco let a porn be shot in their store. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> it's the only way they can get a woman in there. Oh, nice. I apologize so, to our female <laughs> listeners and comic book fans. I have, I, I realize that you are uh, blah, blah, okay, whatever. I know times are tough for comic shops, uh, but are they li- out, literally? Are they whoring them? <laughs> Damn it, Don! You stole my line. Are they whoring themselves out? Uh, the answer is yes. I, George is contemplating the answer to the porn no, question. No, well, okay. When you read the article, and this was posted on Bleeding Cool. Yeah. When you read the article, Johnston's actually—it's—it's it's funny to me because I read this guy. This guy. And I like Johnston. I like, I like his work. He is a foul-mouthed Brit. He <laughs> likes to act like nothing would ever offend him. You know, I mean, half of what he posts is about Alan Moore telling people to go fuck themselves. <laughs> so, so when I read, you know, and his, you know, him writing this out, and he goes, "I'd like to think I'd be one of the many sites that hosts the clip," but it's rather nasty, and I don't think I could. Uh, or what did he say? I don't think I could divert myself from the sight of someone appearing to be sexually assaulted, watched by a crowd of onlookers by the fact that she's surrounded by issues of Captain America, astonishing X-Men, and phonogram. This is the – I mean – and this is – and I'm not just going to single Johnson out for this, but I mean this is the medium in general. I mean you've got, you've got people out there who are just fine reading like the, the, you know, the snuff – almost snuff-esque version of like uh, Spoiler's Death from uh, before DC rebooted. Oh yeah, you know, and I—I I mean, that scene was rough. That scene was done for titillation, and it was a death scene. You know, I think um, fans hated it more than more uh, more than. I know, it. I know, more fans hated it, but yeah, I mean, you know, there are people out there. It's—it's it's the same mentality at DC, where the art came in, and that one gal, uh, Valerie, um, what was her name? She was writing about. It. She worked at DC, and she was writing about how comfortable she was around identity crisis. And they got the artwork in, and somebody ran through saying the right pages are in, the right pages are in. Everybody got excited. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's that it's that same kind of thing. But I mean, these 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 folks are, are are fine with seeing you know characters get sexually assaulted in comics, all kinds of of crazy ass you know crap. Especially from Brit. I'm sorry, the, the Brits are up for anything. They just are. That's a whole different culture. I don't know. I blame Doctor Who. But I mean, so, uh, you know, there's Dalek, there's Dalek, you know, there's Dalek slash fiction out there somewhere. So I'm I'm surfing caffeinated comics or cafcom.com and uh they 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 have a description of their store it says caffeinated comics is a cosmically cool cafe where coffee connoisseurs can consort and connect with comic book collectors in a cozy internet cafe with free Wi-Fi. Image is important to us. Come by and marvel over our collection of current comics and graphic novels. Discuss current events and neighborhood happenings or what's going on in DC with dark horse political candidates and you'll go bongo over our food and beverages. You are sure to have a great time in a relaxed and sunny setting. Caffeinated Comics strives to serve the best coffee, juices, ooh, and donuts in comic book store history. Caffeinated Comics satisfies your comic jitters. 
And I'm looking at the pictures. They've got a big cappuccino machine in the middle of the comic book store. <laughs> this is all the setting of a... Of, wait, of wait, a, wait, wait. Do they serve coffee oh. there, too? Yeah, I'm getting that. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. They, they, so it's like a Starbucks they, 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 they comic book store. They didn't that in their press release at all, so... Starbucks comic they, book store. they serve donuts and, and biscotti and cookies the, the and gal, Okay, so the gal in the scene is, is uh, Princess Donna, okay? okay. She's okay. actually from San Francisco. I've, I'm reading up on this. I'm Googling it right now. I haven't seen okay. the scene. Um, but he says that you're the porn guy. This is why. <laughs> no, all I did was put her name in Google, and I'm reading it off Wikipedia. But it says here she's not only she's an actress, she's a director of you know BDSM. That's uh, bondage, discipline, submission. Right. I thought um, it was the SM Spider Man. I'm so sorry. For uh, for a website. Sadomasochism. I mean, so oh, so so not only is this gal an actress, she's apparently the director. Oh wow. You know, so I, I don't get it. I, it's righteous indignation, you know, and I guess to an extent everybody's guilty of that at some point or another. But I, I, I'm like, how can you – I don't know. You know what I mean? It just seems it seems a little hypocritical to me somehow to, to, to take offense over that. Wouldn't they, wouldn't they have to blur out the comic book covers? Couldn't Marvel sue that Spider-Man's in the background? Of Brad, some Brad, uh, look at fair look use. Look at Marvel. Yeah. First of all, look at look at Marvel from the last five, six, seven years. Do you really <laughs> think they're going to sue over their stuff being in a porn? I mean, I mean, Disney. I, I honestly don't think Disney would. This isn't even on their radar. Disney, right. Disney to me has proven they don't give two shits about what's going on in the comic books at all. Yeah. So you know, I, I don't see anybody getting. That's because it's that. making money. Well, the movies are making money. I don't know. In fact, I think the person who would appreciate it most that uh, that his comics were appearing in a porn would be Joe Quesada. <laughs> Why is that? Uh huh. I don't know. I mean, because it goes back to what. Uh, remember what he was saying. He was like, uh, "Spider-Man can't, uh, you know, can't surf porn and masturbate." Oh my God. When what was that? How long? <laughs> Have mercy, George. <laughs> Anybody else? No, this well, is uh, what he said, Brad. He said Spider-Man doesn't matter. What? Oh yeah, he oh. did say that. I remember that. Yeah. And when? What? I think oh, it was Lord. another. I think it was another one of those stories that couldn't be told by the no, narrators like that. This is like a, Mary Jane walks in and catches him. You know, this is a legitimate you know. uh, quote. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, wow. All right. I have no words for this. <laughs> and anybody commenting on the spider porn? I mean the uh, the comic book shop porn. I wouldn't that... even try. No, no. Okay. Let's, let's move on from this. You're, you're done with the spider porn. I've offended everybody. Uh, well, offended, probably our viewers like, in the, are, are listeners in the UK now that now that George has called them a bunch <laughs> of scumbags and stuff. So a bunch of porn meisters. So no, right. no, dude, I've got nothing wrong with that. I mean, whatever, whatever floats your boat, man. If if, if you like, you know, you like whatever sex bags videos, you like your sex videos. They just seem more open than any than anyone else. I mean, of all the Western cultures, them and the, well, I take that back. The French, there's nothing the French won't do. So you know, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> wow. we are taking on the whole European subcontinent. We bash the Spanish, the Greeks, the Brits, the French. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Country British will deal with us. If there's any listeners still listening from Britain after I said, no, man, let your freedom. Let your freak flag fly, man. Sit there, sip your sip your overpriced coffee. Read your four colored comics. Watch people screwing rough in the store. I don't care, man. It's your world, live it. You get one go round in this crazy bitch. Go, go fun, man. Go big or go oh home, baby. Oh my God, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> wait, it almost sounded like the American Austin Powers. I tell you, oh boy. See you next month. Yeah, yeah baby. All right, reviews. Um, <laughs> 
we all came on the comics and got uh, our issues of Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, Amazing 685, written by Mr. Slot and penciled by Mr. Ramos. Spider-Man's on the cover with Black Widow and Silver Sable. This is the episode that, I mean, the issue that we talked about where Spider-Man waterboards the Sandman. Also, if you look, uh, several pages in it, Mr. Slot is in the book. Also, How Mr. shocking. Yeah, that he gets interviewed on the street. Uh, I think that's Ramos in one picture. Is that Ellie Pyle maybe at the top? The I didn't editor? recognize him, but I knew they had to be some people because they were so uh, prominent. Which in the is black? Is he the I, one with I, the beard, or is he the one with the the trimmed hair? In England, uh, I don't think that's that's Ramos. Uh, seeing Ramos, he has a beard, not like a scruffy facial hair. He's, he's the he's the girl with purple hair and pigtails. Okay. Anyway, that's Gail Simone. They did. They put themselves. They got, in the book. Yeah, the guy yeah. in England looks like, like, like Whacker. Brad, I have a question. Well, you said Silver yeah. Sable's on the cover. Why is she on the cover? She's in the comic. She's in the cover. Co- yeah. Why? She's a big part of the story, so she's on the cover. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll remember that for later. <laughs> okay. Here, Josh, you start off. What do you think of this one? Pro, con, and great. Oh sir. no, <laughs> no, that's just leading up to a rant for later in the episode. Uh. Like we've said in the last few episodes, these are kind of uh, bleeding in, like bleeding together for me. Um, I I forget which happened in which part sometimes. Um, it's it's ends of the earth. It's him saying, "Don't worry, I've got." I mean, I'm repeating myself from month to month because this the stories are hitting the same beats. Don't worry, I've got this. I've got this. I've planned for this. And then I guess uh, I don't want to sound like a hater or whatever, but too late. I, I yeah I, <laughs> too late. I really don't have anything new to say about this part except for like scene specific things. I don't like the way that Ramos drew Ox face. I thought that was a little like too weird. Like, although I guess judging too, judging too by ju- ju- judging by the next part, you know that we'll review spoilers. You know, like that's not really Ox, but still. Um, I don't know. I mean, he gives the inspirational speech. He did that in hashtag, and but he, I really don't have much to say about you know this part to be quite honest, except for the torture scene, which, which we already covered at this point. Yeah. It's it's well, ends here, trace? so I'll give it a C. Hey, okay. hey, Bert, Tony. Speaking of hashtags, how come there's not one for ends of the earth? That's a good question. <laughs> I guess they finally got tired of that being a lot of jokes, or probably taken. Uh, uh, they're, let's they're see. Tw- Tumblr. <laughs> JR, pro, con, and grade. Uh, pro, con, and grade. You know, I hate to say this, but I actually like these last couple of issues better than I've liked the, the previous ones, although there are there are just moments that really kill it for me. Um, the first one, like in, in this particular part, you know, where it's S.H.I.E.L.D. that is coming after them now. And it's like, wait a minute, first of all, who is running S.H.I.E.L.D. these days? Okay, it's not Fury, is it? It's not Norman Osborn. Who? Maria Hill. Okay, Maria. So, so Maria Hill is gonna gonna say, oh yeah, Doctor Octopus has got to be right, so we got to send out our Shield agents against Spider Man and Silver Sable, and I mean that just it doesn't make any sense at all. I mean it it just and it takes me out of the story. Um, but who? Okay, if all these guys are Marvel people, then who is the guy at the very bottom with the red eyes and the uh, in the green armor? Who's that supposed to be? Um, anyway. Um, well, that was that one. That one failed. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I actually did kind of like. What are you talking it. about? Doctor Octopus. What, what page? <laughs> Brad, it's a joke. Doctor Octopus. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was multitasking. 
<laughs> yeah, you guys were identifying, you know, well, this has to be Slot, this has to be Wacker, this has to be Ramos. Oh, no, no, Ramos has a bigger, fuller, more manly beard than that. You know, so <laughs> I was just... <laughs> oh, you're making fun that it doesn't even freaking look like Spider-Man. I yeah. got it. Anyway, um, I, got it, yeah. I, I did, I had to say, I did kind of like the inspirational speech, except except it ultimately turned out just to be a big ad for yet another three ninety nine overpriced book. Um, <laughs> I, had, I, that and I couldn't I couldn't start it. It looks so bad. Um, I yeah. I don't know. I you know I but I honestly when I did I did kind of like the the fact that you know they're all racing to stop the end of the world you know and and there's this drama and it's building and Mary Jane is back home you know just hoping Peter can save the world and you know and Silver even though even though I don't know that Silver Sable's advances on Spider-Man make any sense the fact that even though she's starting to put her 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 silver lipsticks on him you know and he's still thinking about Mary Jane kind of that that's kind of about that kind of is about right I actually kind of like that you know um and I like the cliffhanger ending. I mean, oh, the world's destroyed. The world's being destroyed. What are we going to do? Tune in next month. Um, but, but it is. It's very uneven, and uh, I have to give it a, a C plus at the best. Yeah. So, Don, what do you think, sir? Um, I don't th- like like Josh. Uh, obviously, there's not much you can say about this issue that that is so different from the, the last one. Uh, I'm repeating myself for like the 20th time. This isn't like, you know, the worst story ever. At the same time, I don't think it's good because what Slot's trying to do isn't really like well well built up. Like he's trying to make a house and he's he's missing some parts, you know? Like um like like a roof. Well, like like story structure. Like he he has mm-hmm. he has the entire world or at least the entire security officials after uh Spider-Man just because he said he's like, "Oh, by the way, Spider-Man's a bad guy now. Get him." And like three days later, they're like, "Shield's after us." No wonder they wouldn't help us. How do you have an entire planet full of seven billion people uh, that are are told Spider-Man is a, a bad guy, and them not know about it until seventy-two hours later? That was ridiculous. Uh, especially if if, if uh, Natasha Romanov is a, sh- a former Shield agent herself. How would she, you know she not know? Um, uh, I thought the art was actually pretty good. I thought this is one of uh, Ramos's stronger uh, points. Although there were times, honestly. And with the rhino fight, I couldn't tell what Spider-Man was trying to do when he electrocuted him. Uh, I was like, I'm not sure what he's trying to do there. Um, but some of the scenes just like fell flat in their face for me. Like I, uh, when Spider-Man, like, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jr. But when Spider-Man does his speech, this is supposed to be like a big Captain America. Like, listen to me, you know, follow me. I'll I'll bring you to you know I'll I'll save the world. I, I need you guys to help me with this thing. It's one page. This is the problem with slot. I, I I think generally slot does well with, with pacing, but this is this is supposed to be a big, you know, emotional moment where you know he asserts himself. It's done in one page, over like you know just saying, believe me. I don't have, don't have much to go on, but believe me. And Silver says, yeah, oh yeah, he's hot. Believe him too. And it's like, <laughs> I, this is why I'm not emotionally invested because they're not there's not enough time put into it. I do think that uh, the the Silver Sable Spider-Man shipping, hurry for alliteration, is um is kind of interesting. Uh, I am I am familiar with him from the nineties. Where is, is where is this coming from? Is this really just so Slot can appeal one guy online? Dark Fury. Yeah, is this is this just to make Dark Fury smile? But I do think it is interesting. I'm not gonna say it isn't. And I actually, I actually like Slot's art or Ramos's art when uh she says you know if we fail there's no tomorrow. Spider Man eyes like we won't fail. I promise the lady and like and I promise her and, and Sable's like her like she kind of like, like tilts her head like no. like who's this bitch. <laughs> 
The thing is, I don't ever remember Sable flirting with Spider-Man. I, I thought she was always cold. Am I? It's my no, memory. You're right. I mean, this this is this no, is totally out of nowhere. Right. This, yeah. this out, out of nowhere, but at the same time, I'm not going to say is. that like it's not interesting to watch. Although it is like, like near the noble out of character, and and Josh and I were talking about this while we were wrestling each other that like Mary Jane. <laughs> Mary well, I hope Jane, you guys had you your were... clothes on because then that. Good God! What are you guys doing? That's <laughs> <laughs> how we prepare for podcasts. Oh man! You there, know, there weren't any oils associated with this wrestling, were there? Did you was... guys go to caffeinated comics? I mean, come oh. on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, we talked so much that I, I figured I might as well make a running joke about it. But, like, Slot is, you know, they're not, they may not be married, but he does at least show that, like, you know, you can't deny the attraction of Peter and Mary Jane. And he's putting it here very well, where Peter has her in his mind and Mary Jane has him in her mind. That's actually pretty nice. But because yeah, but of... a big tease. We all know where it's headed. It's a tease, but it, it, it's nice for what it is, you know, for this this issue, you know, not for the before after, but for this issue. Um, but, like, the, the endings, I, and I do like the end, I mean, the ending is, is a lie, but, like, I do like, you know, Dr. Arthur says, ha-ha, I hate you all, this is why I shall kill you. I thought that was interesting. Um, the, the next issue's worse, so I'll give this a C-. minus. Okay. George. Um... Uh, pros, I, I enjoy Ramos's artwork in here. I like seeing the... Um, Black Widow take on Rhino because I I enjoyed seeing Black Widow go toe to toe with the Hulk in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, and, until Thor could show up. So uh, I got a kick out of that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I'm glad I missed the last issues since I wasn't on the podcast last week, so I didn't have to laugh my ass off over Thor getting taken out by Doctor Octopus. Um, <laughs> no, the Rhino, the Rhino t- got him in the back. Yeah, but it's Doctor Octopus's plan. Right, right. I mean, I mean, the Rhino's not going to go. Oh, I have to go find this magic tooth. Rhino doesn't get it. <laughs> Dude, seriously? Come on. It's, he's not a big picture guy, Brad. Come on. So True. True. Um, Dr. Octopus continues to disturb me just the way he looks now. He's like he's more like a Cenobite now from the Hellraiser movies. I don't I don't even know what the hell I don't even know. <laughs> this would be a more enjoyable story if I could look at uh, look at Doctor Octopus and, and recognize him. You know, if <laughs> if maybe yeah. you know, it's it's distracting. Um uh, Mysterio, is he the is he the is he the bad guy's uh, Spider-Man now? Is is this where we're at? What <laughs> is he is he like the anti-Spider-Man now? Because everything he oh, says here, he's trying to get a laugh. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody's yeah, just, trying to get a laugh. Just humor. But, but yeah, it's I, there's no way to take this guy as a legitimate threat if if that's all he does is you know joke. Um, yeah. I enjoyed seeing uh, Black Widow. Uh, I enjoyed seeing um, I enjoyed seeing Saber and Union Jack. It's just funny to me, though, after all these goddamn crossovers that we've had over, the, like, what, the last year and a half with the Avengers and the Fantastic Four. How many times have the goddamn Avengers been in this book? A lot. <laughs> well, right? So, so, so when this is all going down, Spider-Man calls out to the heroes of the world, and he gets Kangaroo. <laughs> Union the, the super, Superhero 6 or what? Big Hero 6, he yeah. Union Jack, Sabra. He gets uh, a former villain in Russia and some Japanese kids, Who looks and like that's Wednesday, it. One of them. And one that's like all. That's all that answers his call. Yep. I'm like, uh, the Avengers showed up just to, just to defend New York City from Dr. Octopus's robots one time. You're like, <laughs> it doesn't make any damn Daredevil. sense. It's like, if this is where you wanted to go, why didn't you sort of shuffle these around? Why couldn't that have been, you know, yeah. Japan or uh, Hero Big Six or whatever? And, you know... I, it's, it's, that's that's an that's an old Spider-Man 
plot thing, though. It's, oh, oh the even, Phantom Man. I'm like, where? He, the, he, he's like, he even says it. Heroes of the world, if you could hear me, this is Spider Man, and I need your help. Kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> he gets the kangaroo. I'm right. I got your back, Spidey. I, what was I, he, I'm with you. Was I, I'm with you, buddy. Let's fight crime, mate. Uh, Crocodile Dundee supposed to show up? He had kangaroo, you know. Yeah, you know, I mean that's 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 so ridiculous. I mean, there's eight thousand X Men out there. Where are the fuck are they? <laughs> fighting the Avengers. <laughs> you know, fighting the Avengers. That's why the Avengers and the X Men are too are too busy fighting one another to stop Doctor Octopus from setting the world on fire. What's your grade, George? What you... <laughs> uh, what's your grade, buddy? Is it an F? C? A D? I'm <laughs> I'm calling it a C because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> C for confusion. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I will also give it a, a C. The pro, I thought the Mary Jane's scene was the best part of the whole book, where she has confidence that he'll come out alive, that he'll uh, save the world, etc. Oh. The con is the consistent out of character of a lot of people in the book. Spider-Man with the waterboarding, I thought that was out of character, at least in my opinion. Also, the Silver Sable out of character flirting with him and upset that he's got a girl on the side. That's just... Silver Sable is not a... What do you call them? Shippers? <laughs> Stella! Yeah. Now, it's not the I, only... Actually, uh, for a while there in her book... In her I read book, her... In her... It was... What now? I read her book back in the 90s. It was good. Th- there was some romantic tension at different points between her and Sandman in that book down the line. But if that's why she's crazy in X. If you recall, recall, though, there was a lot. Actually, there was some romantic tension between her and Victor Von Doom. Yes, yes. She used to date Dr. Doom. She was married to the foreigner. But I'm talking about Spidey. She's never shown an interest in Spidey before. No, other than paying him to do shit. There's a guy named named Darth Fury. He posts on CBR, and he would harass a lot on Formspring. Not harass, but he basically would ask... Like, every single post, hey, so can Spidey and Sable hook up? And Slot would say no. And then he'd, then he'd start a topic, hey, can Spidey and Sable hook up? And Slot would say no. Then he'd ask Slot on Formspring, can Spidey and Sable... And he got a reputation for it. Like, and, really? and people... Oh, yeah, people know this guy by name. When that issue came out, like, with the Grady Scraps thing, when when they kissed, like, people said, oh, this must be the thank you, Darth Fury... This must be the you're welcome, Darth Fury issue. Hmm. Which is funny. How could Slot keep telling this guy no? And this, I guess, is one of the eight billion stories that uh, that couldn't be told with a married Spider-Man. Spider-Man hooks up with Silver Sable. Well, obviously, she didn't follow through with the Sandman because she he has no baby-making parts. Well, so, uh, Silver Sable's an important part of this story, you know, and that's why she was on the cover for this issue, you know, to reflect I what like was inside. A, I'm cool with her being I, the story. And I like, yeah, I like Silver Sable. She's not, yeah. not going to yeah. go to poop. Him. And Marvel yeah. obviously does, and they and they obviously respect her based on what stuff that I will say later in the podcast. <laughs> All right, moving on to Amazing Six Eighty Six Ends of the Earth. What part is this? Part five. God. The uh, what's Sable's country? Uh, Simcaria. Simcaria. Uh, psych. It was just a um, Mysterio trick. Uh, they did it for the lols. Remember that word? They did it for the lols and Doc Ock. Uh, let's see. What else happens in this one? Mysterio switches sides. Um, apparently the Chameleon and Black Widow have a secret because they're both Russian. Um, and it's all Spider-Man's fault. Mary Jane, the, Mary Jane buys a nightclub for some reason. Which I think is neat. 
I, I, I think that's something that is kind of a neat little plot. Mary Jane hosting a nightclub. That gives her something to do, and she can be interacting with people and Spider-Man, etc. Hey, nightclub. wait. Why, you know what, Fred? You know what just occurred? Yeah. What's that? Yeah, Silver. Uh, and I don't mean to interrupt here, uh, but it, it's something we should have said a minute ago. Silver Sable. Head, she, she's the head of she's the head of state. You know, she's the leader right. of her country. She, she's a millionaire. She's got hundreds of millions of dollars. How is it realistic that she's hitting on 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 Spider Man? It's about as realistic as Tigra doing right? it. Okay, I just want to point that out. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So there you go. Uh, and also the cliffhanger at the end. The Avengers all have the Oc, uh, Oc. What are those things called? The octopus nanites Octobots. or something like that. Octobots. Sounds like a bad Transformers villain. <laughs> so uh, the Avengers finally show up, George, only they're octobotted. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this explains Including where some of the Avengers are, but I mean, over the years, there's been, it's like the X-Men. There's 8,000 Avengers out there. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway. Anyway, uh, JR, start with this. Pro, con, and grade. Uh, well... Uh, there's a lot of cons, unfortunately. Um, you don't say. The, uh, the, the whole Mysterio switching sides, you know, I'll grant that Mysterio probably has, of, of maybe all of them, probably has the most sense. But yeah. he hooks up with Dr. Octopus, and he doesn't think that Doc Ock might really want to dr- destroy the world instead of save it. And Spider-Man gives him, like, you know, a, a quick 30-second William Shatner talk, and Mysterio <laughs> says, oh, you're right, you're right. I mean, I, what, what's what's the whole point of destroying the world? What's the point of having $2 billion if the world is destroyed? And that doesn't make – it just doesn't make any sense. I mean – because I don't, well, it does. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, uh, the aunt, the whole Aunt May. You know why hasn't Peter called back? You know, again, this just goes to prove she should know. You know, and Peter is an utter douchebag for not telling her. You know, <laughs> that he's Spider Man. It's utterly irresponsible for what he puts her through and to not tell her. You know, and why Marvel seems to think it's a wonderful idea that she doesn't know is stupid. It's just absolutely no. stupid. It makes our hero, like I said, look like a, look irresponsible and selfish. Um, and the ending where he says, oh, my God, you know, Doc Ock's using technology I developed. It's all my fault. You know, is it is it all Henry Ford's fault that people get behind the wheel drunk and kill other people while they're driving? Is it Alexander Graham Bell's fault that people, you know, use the, the, the phones to make uh, obscene phone calls? Is it Mark Zuckerberg's fault that people, you know, cyberbully? I mean, that's stupid, you know. And I mean, I know that Spider-Man feels guilty. That's part of his nature. That's part of the character. But th- this this is ju- it. Just absolutely talk about stretching your suspension of disbelief. It's ridiculous and. Which is a shame because, like I said, there's the genesis of a good story here. I always like races against time, against diabolical villains. You know, Doc Ock wants to destroy the world, and Spider-Man has got a race against time to save him. Hey, that can work a hundred times. It's a great idea. In the right hands, you know, it can work a hundred times. But there's just so many little things happening here that it's just, it's just really killing my enjoyment of the story. So um, I give this one a C-. minus. All right, uh, George. You want to get booze? I'm going to go also. Oh, sorry, I didn't do that. You got me with a mouthful. George is now, George is now drinking and eating a ham sandwich. You got me with a mouthful of sunflower seeds. Jeff, you does. This. All right. So, and I, all I can do is mumble. All right. So, um, first of all, I, isn't Tricor kind of useless here? I mean, I know that they've got something to do in the story, but remember the good old days when Spider-Man could figure out all the science stuff himself? 
<laughs> we were sitting by the fire, <laughs> telling camp stories and Spider-Man all that's always smart. Or at the very worst, if he needed help, he'd have Reed Richards, or he could go to the Avengers Mansion and, you know, hey, Iron Man, got a second to look at this? Sure. Now his, now his friends are on a boat. Yeah, now he's now he has now apparently he's dumbed down and all you know he has to he can't figure stuff out without consulting a a, a think tank that's a, a cast off from uh, from the Spider-Man reboot from the nineties. Um, it's kind of sad. It's a sad day for Spider-Man. Um, any pros? Uh, the art was okay. What do you think of Mary Jane buying a nightclub? Um, I guess now's the time to do it. I guess you could get a pretty good deal at the end of the earth. <laughs> Actually, well, that, I, think that, I think that they actually said that in story. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah, that's what I pointed out. I was like, oh, it's a good business move. She's the only one confident the world's not going to end besides the reader. I was about to say, she, she like, ought to be buying a lot of real estate then, shouldn't she? No doubt. Mary Jane owns New oh, York. She, she could flip that stuff, yeah. <laughs> that would no be a doubt, good right? I mean, she, as soon as this MJ whole thing flipped. blows over, she's going to make a profit. Then she'll be rich, and then it won't make sense for her and Spider-Man to go out ever. Because that, then Spider-Man's not an everyman. The Everyman Avenger. It's it's so brutally it, it's so confusing sometimes. Uh, but no, I mean this. It, it's I guess it's standard. I have to see Thor at the end and think yes, Thor just got defeated by Doctor Octopus's master plan, and I I laugh. You know, because it's silly, um, and I still don't like the video game end boss, uh, Doctor Octopus. Oh hey, look, I'm some kind of you know, I look like I should be fighting the Queen Alien from the end of uh, Ridley Scott's <laughs> Aliens. Get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> I, mean, it's, I don't know. It's just, and the Mysterio as a as a good guy, it's just, it's too much. What's your grade, sir? I started off with my C plus, bro, or, right. or my C minus. Pardon me. C minus. All right, Bertoni. <laughs> All right, a little more to say about this issue. That was a pretty good impression of Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little more. Okay, first of all, um, the Black Widow and the Chameleon know a secret about each other. Why? Oh, because they're both Russian. Sure. Um, like, there's a guy that lives over in Arkansas. He lives in the same country as me, so he and I know, like, lots of dark secrets about each other that we can blackmail. And the the, the the horizon scene, it's like, we can't find the satellite. Wait, what if we find the satellite backwards? Chocolate blue, why didn't we think about that before? <laughs> okay. I didn't like the whole, um, when they're doing the fake Dr. Octopus, the whole Mysterio and the Chameleon arguing with each other, like, you know, petulant brothers. I, I, I did not like the tone for that thing at all. That that was pretty dumb. Uh, Mysterio turning. I guess I'm going to have to see how that plays out as the arc goes on, because to me it feels like, okay, is that going to be one of those things where Ark is like, aha, well, I, I predicted that he would turn, so I purposely gave him false information to lead you to a trap, or how is, or... That he was planned to turn, so he'd betray them. I don't know. The buying the nightclub thing, is that so that she can throw him, like, a big party for saving the Earth, or is that so? Yep. Well, because the other thing I thought is, is she doing it so, like, to give him, like, secret science headquarters or something? Like, a, a, a cave or whatever? I don't know. And then the, the end. Spider nightclub. Uh, that, <laughs> okay. Um, my big criticism of the end, and this is more of a criticism for uh-huh. next issue than it is this issue, but and this is this is a really big pet peeve that's really um this is petty of me and this shouldn't bother me, but it does a lot, so you guys are gonna have to hear me whine about it. Who's in the fight at the end? The Avengers. Uh, which Avengers? 
the the main one. Zoned the, off. So okay, so I I see Spider Woman, um, and I see Silver Sable and Mysterio. So they're all in this epic battle. Who's on the cover to next issue? I have no idea. It's the Avengers, Sans, Spider Woman, and, and Silver Sable. Yeah, now, now why aren't Spider-Woman and Silver Sable on the cover? I just can't figure that out. Well, let's I mean, you have Iron Man, it, Thor, Hulk, Hawkeye, Captain America, and Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why? totally to tie into the movie. Oh, oh, okay, because a 10-year-old Avengers fan who saw the movie and is really excited about it, if he sees a cover that Silver Sable and Spider-Woman are on, he might like, oh no, I don't know these characters. I can't buy this thing. They weren't in that movie I saw. I'll never buy this again. See, Silver Sable, she's good enough. And so Spider-Man, they're good enough to be inside the cut, the issue on the battle, but they're not good enough for the cover because they weren't in, you know, the movie. You know, th- th- that's under. We, we don't want to scare away the movie fans. You know, let's uh, that 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 ticks me off, honestly. That is like that is pandering, like all get outs to to like to the movie fans. <laughs> that is like let's put just the movie characters on the cover and hide the other people because the movie fans might get confused. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, that, oh, okay. And, and the other thing, the, the other thing about the last page, I was reading this and I was like, I was like, oh yeah, you know, he's he's doing his all confident thing. You know, he's not insecure. He's not ultra guilty. I cracked up laughing at the last line of the issue, and I and I texted Don right then and there, like, wait till you get to the last panel with with big letters. This is all my fault. <laughs> that is, that is, that is. <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous and over the top and like really like it, it's your fault because you invented these things. It's I, I get that he has a guilt complex, but this is it's like when we make fun of him for like saying, "Oh, if only I had gone back in time and killed Hitler, and then World War II wouldn't have happened." It's all my fault. So, what's your grade, sir? I'll give it a C, and I give the cover for the next issue a big fat F or a P <laughs> for pandering. Who haven't I gotten yet? Don, have I gotten you? No, sir. Okay, hit it, buddy. Okay. Um, I didn't like it at all. Um, and the reasons why I didn't like it are basically because, like, whenever the slot goes for a really emotional thing, it kind of falls on his face. Uh, a criticism of last issue, which I didn't get to, was that, like, like if you want to use the scene with Aunt May and, and Jonah Jameson Sr., like, you know, where's Peter, son? If this is the end, I want to talk to you. This is in contrast to the issue where, like, every uh, the Marvel creators across the world are like, Dr. Octopus is tops, man. He, he's the best. And, like, you know, uh, Domo Arigato, Octopus, man. And it's like, <laughs> okay, okay. So, <laughs> so it's not what you said, Don. <laughs> I don't give a damn. <laughs> oh wow. God! It's, it's like okay. Come so, on, got the octopus sauce. <laughs> so, <laughs> that should be on a T-shirt in Japan. <laughs> no, screw that. Uh, octopus over there. So, oh. <laughs> so you have you have the entire world leaders and the government, the G8. You have you know everybody's showing. Yeah, we we're, we think this is great. Oh, by the way, Spider-Man's a douche. You know, they're all for Dr. Octopus, but when it comes to Spider-Man supporting cast, they're like, we're so worried. Spider-Man, please save us. Do not be consistent, you know? First of all, I'm already going over the, the, the sheepish idiocy of the, of the planet that Slot sees them to be, to go on with Dr. Octopus' plan. But then, he's, then he, wants to go for, he wants to go for this emotional beat where they're all like, you know, like, we're worried. This is the end of the world. What's going to happen? We don't know as though we should care because that's what obviously would happen. And it's him doing one thing and him doing the other, and they're not, they're not copacetic. Um, Mysterio, you know, like, like thinking over for 0.2 seconds saying, you're right, Dr. Octopus is crazy. Let me, let me go on your side. That was, that was unearned, you know, like he should have thought about that, you know, back in like what, 
issue 650 where Doc was first playing this kind of stuff. Um, I liked, I did like the art. I thought the, the splash pitch with Avengers at the end was really cool. And I liked uh, Chameleon and Mysterious Banner, Mysterious, um, Mysterious Banner. I thought it was, I thought I thought it was pretty funny. But the fact that they got screwed over because they were like bickering to each other was cartoonishly bad. And then I get to the, <laughs> then Josh texts me and says, look at the ending. And Spider-Man says, Doc Dice Pellet is the same tech I use for my cryo cube and the armor he's using. It's based off of my helmet design. His stealth satellites are using the same principle as my noise reduction system. Uh, all my adventures for Horizon, everything I put out to the world. Doc's modified it, twisted it. I've given him everything he needs. This is all my fault. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, you are not Stanley, dude. Stop trying to be Amazing Fantasy 15. It don't work. Somebody's breathing heavily. I don't know. All right, uh, pro. Um, by the way, Bertoni, as you were talking about the cover not matching the insides, uh, something you didn't hit on is how Spider-Man is in his regular suit and he's in the armor throughout the whole book. He's not in his regular suit. That's another. Yeah, I mean that doesn't variation. bother me as much as leaving out characters who are part of the story because they weren't in a movie. <laughs> the uh, the pro uh, again the Mary Jane subplot. I liked. I also liked the uh, the Mysterio flip. I like how Spider-Man used his brains to deal with the enemy instead of his brawn. Uh, the con. I don't know. I'm I'm tired of the Ockbots. It seems like oh we're gonna go up against Ock again. Oh and then there's zombies with Ockbots on them. Now the Avengers have Ockbots. Not really a fan of that. Um. Yeah, the ending. I'm just like so. That's where the Avengers are. I, I, not not caring for that at all. Uh, I'm going to give this one a C. I, I was pretty uh, pro for the f- f- uh, first few issues of this miniseries. This one just seems a bit padded out. Well, the last issue, uh, like the last chapter is next issue, so it's like, what, what has been accomplished here besides his new armor and uh, Silver Sable liking yeah. him? I mean, I like the setup. I like I liked the, the previous issues a lot better than this. I think the story could have been told without these parts, couldn't it? Um, possibly. I mean, like, not much of the, I mean, he, he, he had I mean, big zero half like them, no bit. Uh, I just I, I'm not caring for it that much. Uh, the last part. Hopefully the next. Does the ex- next issue get better, guys? It's not come out yet. And we'll wrap the show up right about there. Before we go, I want to give another shout out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. An example of their great prices is on Scarlet Spider number eight. In this one, Kane goes up against the Rangers Super Team of Texas. And it consists of the Texas Twister, the Shooting Star, the Red Wolf, Firebird, the Living Lightning, and George Behrman. <laughs> anyway, the cover price is $2.99. Mail order has it for just a buck eighty-five, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the SpiderManCrawlspace.com.